Welcome to the Just Conversation podcast, guys. Welcome. I'm your host, Jack Thomas. And I'm Christina. And today we have a lovely episode for you guys. We're going to be we're going to be doing some interesting things today. We have a uh, so so the government as usual our our homie the government big brother Uncle Sam, you know. So the government is uh they they came up with this uh quantum technology. This quantum computing technology, and they're going to allow us to use one of their quantum computers. And uh, because that's happening today, we were excited. We decided we're going to turn on this this recording equipment, and we're going to have a podcast in the middle of us conducting some experiments with this technology. Are you guys excited? Yeah. Facts. Wait, did the government also give us the people we're experimenting on? The robots? We acquired the rest of these without uh, too much detail needing to be explained. We got mm-hmm. a hold of test subjects. We'll call them volunteers. And um, they were, we're going to be conducting... It's only two, maybe four people. It's totally fine. Totally mm-hmm. ethical. We're going to be conducting some of uh, some experiments that are going to determine whether or not uh, we have consciousness. We are, we are really conscious. We're going to determine if robots are really conscious. We're going to see uh, if consciousness influences our, our existence in any way. We're going to be we're going to be using quantum computing for quite a bit today on the this, this lovely episode that we've got for you guys. Uh, there's a couple of other things going to happen. We're going to be testing because we already have a quantum computer. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be trying out to see if not only are we conscious but uh, can we can we create pretty complicated uh, artificial intelligence to simulate consciousness so even if a computer isn't conscious can we make it lie and tell us it's conscious anyways and and be convincingly conscious and we're also gonna we probably have to use one of our quote volunteers unquote for this next experiment but we're gonna find out if dying is even possible you guys figure out how that one's gonna play out uh, so yeah, we're gonna see uh, if death is even a thing that could happen. Can we accidentally get a robot to want to destroy us to protect us, type of thing? Yeah, yeah. That happens. Yeah, it yeah. It's my fault. Sorry. Yeah, that that was a that was crazy. It was hard to 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 control that moment when you have a quantum computer. You don't necessarily want to give it uh, uh, instructions without thinking them through, and uh, that was sort of what happened here. Uh, mm-hmm. Christina didn't process how she was going to word these things before giving the instructions and then we had a, a mini catastrophe to control here yeah. the just conversation offices in the, in the podcasting studio mm-hmm. but uh, yeah that's uh, that's more or less what this episode is going to look like we got the quantum computer we're going to run some experiments you guys are going to be excited you're going to love it whether or not you want to um, uh, we're also going to just as a, as a leaving note as we, intru- as we welcome in the episode I want to tell you guys that we're also going to be working with some uh, parallel universes that we're going to design inside of this quantum computer. And we're going to be messing around with that and see where that takes us. So I hope you guys enjoy what we got in store for you today here in the Just Conversation podcast. Metaphysics and artificial intelligence. Enjoy. Enjoy the episode, guys. Hi. Hi. Home is just your mind, because that's the only thing that belongs to just you. And even now. that, people try to get to. Yeah.
Well, we'll find out that it's not ours. I don't know. Here's something fascinating, though. What? If it is... If it is that they can uh, sort of sell the mind, grab the mind and shit. Like, we're already getting media breaking into us, you know? Yeah. So if we can say safely that that is eventually going to be start marketed, being marketed some way, one way or another. Selling minds? Does mind. Like, uh, right now in a commercial, they just take control of your mind by showing you something. Mm-hmm. And then you want to buy that thing. And there's a uh, like subliminal messaging hidden everywhere to make you buy shit and uh, follow people, stupid mm-hmm. shit like that. Faith. Yeah. So if they can sell your mind, then that proves we are also not our mind because that doesn't belong to us. Then what are we if our mind could be sold? We're nothing. I don't know. That's what's we weird. We have to have a mind. We have to. Maybe not our bodies. They could probably. I don't think a mind. I think perception is independent of the mind. Unless we're saying that the mind is consciousness. Like they're synonymous. Mm-hmm. Does the con- does consciousness use the mind or is the mind consciousness? Uh, I'm not sure. It's both. Wait. Because no. if we look at, for example, what a human is. This is my theory that's evolving in my head right now. If we are just a collection of cells and fucking atoms and just random space garbage and that equals human mm-hmm. what if perception consciousness is only a product of a combination of other things what if it's not independent what if it doesn't exist what if consciousness is the name of the band the band? Yeah. Oh, a bunch of separate yes. parts that came together. Yeah. So we can say the soul combined with the body. But holy shit, that's scary because then that means it's lights out. Yeah. That means it's really cessation. Well. Because the parts fall apart. The pieces fall apart. Mm-hmm. Maybe that that does seem like it's possible, yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, I never thought of it like that. That is crazy. Yeah, because then there's no such thing as consciousness. Consciousness Mm. is consciousness itself is the idea. Hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. Consciousness itself simply being a product of something else, rather than the creator of everything else. Hmm, then what is the creator of everything else? The collection of the parts. Just the collection? But then the parts have to be there already. Mm -hmm. That's a weird philosophy because rather than unification, it sends us towards separation because unification is the product, not the source. Hmm. So we'd have to go the other way. We'd have to assume there's already a pre-existing universe that has all the coexisting pieces, and those pieces together equal the perception of that information. That seems right. No? I don't know. Yes. I'm going with yeah. Right. Why would that be any more or less likely than the opposite, though? Because the opposite would be that all the parts are just pieces of the bigger picture. Mm. Unless a fractal, both of those answers are right. I don't know. How? Wait, how's the second one? What's the second one again? 
The second one is that all the individual parts mm-hmm. equal the, the the main consciousness, mm-hmm. while the first one is that the consciousness is just a product of all of these parts coming together. It sounds the same. But it's not. It's not the same. No. Or, holy crap, it is the same, sort of, but in different ways, I guess. How? Because if you are the product, Mm -hmm. if consciousness is the product, then these separate pieces existed first. And them coming together is that unless we say that simply the existence of them for equals that product so them coming together had nothing to do with it because just their existence equals them part of that thing only if they come together do they mention it or does it come into this existence but it's still all of them together equal that thing does that make sense it sounds the same i don't see the two different things happening i don't know all right if you start as consciousness mm-hmm. you imagine or those parts are part of your metaphysical body the part of you so your soul and your emotions and your physical body those are all parts of your mind your mind exists and there's nothing but your mind and your mind being alone generates everything thus the parts of you and -hmm. everything is an extension of the mind but in the bad scenario the, the parts are the thing and the mind is sort of the collection of them. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. Because then you can have alternatives as well. Where maybe one part is different. These are only unique because of... It has nothing to do with... Like, if you didn't have the people you're around or the who you are, like... You, you wouldn't would just be, be the rest of it. You'd be whoever... Like, you're just... You're not unique. Well, you are, but because of everything around you made you who you are yeah and i don't know so you kind of are yeah you're sort of a product of your environment you're of your nurturing you're a product of uh whatever how you process information equals how you see or, or i guess how your brain works equals how you process information and your brain is your mind essentially if we're not saying if we're saying it's not consciousness right yeah or the mind is at least in the brain yes it's one of the parts that equals consciousness the ability to think mm-hmm. logically, the ability to feel emotion, the ability to manifest physical actions. I think so. Because if you, we, like, if it was that your soul or whatever, whatever this other thing, your mind, yes. is your just your own thing, uniquely you, and we put it in my body, and then I, this body was born with your mind, would it just be me? Would it wouldn't the results still end up the same? Like, would it be a different person? If it like, went... It... I don't know. Okay, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So, if we grabbed two different brains that would come from the same body, pop out the same way, but the... the I guess not the brain, the mind. Mm-hmm. We put the mind in each brain. And we put them parallel universes. We have the technology. Yeah. And we run an experiment in which... I'm in the science lab. I'm like, hey, Christina, we're going to put one whole universe in here. The universe is going to be this one room with a mind inside of a brain. And this mind is going to grow up in a set of events. But there's more. We're going to take an identical replica 
of that universe, Uh of that room, and put a different mind in that body, and that body is going to do everything the same, and everything is going to happen, are they the same person? Is the behavior going to change? Yes, that's what I want to know. Yeah. If it... Because the, the, the idea, logically, for this experiment would be... If we could somehow move the mind, or know where the fuck it was for that matter, yes. that if we could put them and the information they receive is identical at all times from the moment of gathering information or from the exact development, whatever, mm-hmm. just the mind, because the brain developed the same too. Mm-hmm. The mind, that you-ness, yes. is whatever what we're the moving. Is. Yes, yes, is what we're grabbing and putting. Would based on them both receiving identical information, them somehow still react differently to the universe because their information is identical. They should have had identical results if it's just a pattern thing. Yeah. So... This brings up hmm. an interesting question. What? Theoretically, if we had multiple universes, or I guess different timelines would it really be different timelines that are being affected what they mean well if we have the mind mm-hmm. and the mind is reacting to information identical on both sides and the individual still reacts differently that means that every one sort of thing when mind regardless of scenario is the real function of anything Alternate timelines in this case means that you are you moving around because it's just that specific thing in that brain versus there being a different you. There's only one you, the mind. And if you were to, let's say, go back in time, is it your mind that goes back in time? Is it your mind? You, you become the past you instead of you popping up as a different you from the future? Because... Your mm-hmm. mind is the thing, and everything is changing around it. Yeah, so shouldn't it? So you just would just go back? become you, the old you, younger. Yeah, because the universe is molding around your mind. You're not traveling. You're never moving. You exist everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's shaped around you. You shaped it. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Yes, but yeah. So would. There, does it matter? Is there a mind? Is that is not the main question? That would be the main question. Is there even a mind? Because there, won't, there wouldn't be in this case. The mind is a, an idea. It's fictional. The mind doesn't exist. Perception doesn't exist. Perception is like motion. We can't even replicate it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we'd have sentient robots. We do, we just don't know. Unless they have self-awareness in a way we don't understand. Or that. Mm. Right? Because if their body is not what they are, if their mind is perception, who says they're not sentient, and the body's just doing whatever the fuck it wants because you're literally programming it, but you're not programming its mind. Mm. That's like the tail thing. Is that what's happening there? He has his own mind. The, the who? Tail? 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 I don't remember the movie. The that movie with, we the saw robot. with the robot, yeah, the robot house. Oh, <laughs> with his personality, Weird I guess. Movie. He likes um, music. Yeah, he likes classical. I thought that was an interesting feature, and I see that in like, for example, if you remember Data from 
Star Same? Trek. Yeah. Next Generation. Watch that screen. It, mm-hmm. uh, he had a lot of interest in classical music, and it's, and, and I get it. If you remember your Lion April, the robot kid, he loved the technicality of the music. That's his entire focus. By the way, I want to watch that again. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. His entire focus or whatever. Yeah. I guess it's because it's complex. Is that the whole point? Okay. That, you know, computer people fucking complicated notes and shit. Yeah. That's... Processing. Is it processing? They want to process I more? I think that's a stereotype for smart people. That's some shit, right? Yeah, like, it might not be true at all. Like, they probably listen to regular music. They probably never listen to classical music. But we just put that idea yeah. in media, and now everyone's like, yeah, that's what a genius does. They listen to classical music. I know, media doesn't know shit about anything, man. Yeah. the fuck is wrong with media? Whatever fuck. Yeah, so, um. So, what the fuck do we have in mind? Nah. What could we do to sort of... Is so if we do a yeah. test? Yeah, is it, how would we... Let's say we had the technology. Yeah. How would we test it? So we separate the children, identical scenarios, let's say their bodies, we set the timer. We make two universes, two exact children trapped in two rooms so we can monitor everything that ever happens to them. We make the body do what we want for five years straight. Exactly the same things are being perceived for five years straight. Mm -hmm. And then on the birthday of them becoming five years old, we disconnect Otto. And let everything from that moment is still going to be given to them the same until they start responding to the universe. They should theoretically respond identically to everything to the second yeah. To the fraction of a second. Everything, every thought that follows should be identical because the brain perceived I- everything identical and would continue if their responses are identical. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they respond differently, it would spiral out of control in whatever responses would have to occur. Would different things happen if it was perfect? If it was perfect? If the program was perfect. But at least we know if it was not perfect, we'd actually get an answer. Yes. I mean, either way, we'd get an answer. Yeah, yeah. But if it, let's say, hypothetically speaking, we somehow made the perfect program at that instant, when time starts, time keeps going, if they never break pattern for the rest of their life in this perfect simulation that would feed them identical information if it could, mm-hmm. or if they reacted identically. For the rest of their life, everything should turn out exactly the same. Everything, everything, everything. should Nothing should be different. If it did, then we know the brain has nothing to do with it. Yeah, but it has to be... Like, what would we be looking for exactly? Like, different decision-making? Yeah. Do they start liking different things? Do they start... It doesn't matter. We have the ability to see every detail, and the simulation would feed them identical details. The second anything changes, it doesn't matter what it is. We don't have to look for anything. Something changed that they did, because they were the only thing that was being controlled. The program was identical otherwise. Mm. I mean, they were the only thing that was being not controlled. Mm. The program's rules are, if they behave the same, you behave the same, but you respond, or rather, you respond to whatever the child does in the most logical way. We tell the computer, 
We tell the computer, you respond in the most logical way possible to whatever the child does. So in both scenarios, if the child does whatever, it should always provide the same reasoning in every instance. It's the same computer we're using. Mm-hmm. It moves forward. Anything changes, behavior got different. The yeah. only thing changing is the mind. And we know that it's not the brain because the brain was then influenced by the mind, not the environment. Mm-hmm. Yes. We need that technology. Who we knows? We need that technology. So, so here far. we go for you guys out there. We have the test yep. for you to tell if the mind is independent of the brain. That you-ness. Because then we don't know what the you-ness is. We don't know what the mind is. That's theoretically... Wait, do we need to know that first before we do this test? No, like, we don't need we to know what it is. No, we don't need to know. We just need to know that whatever the brain is and whatever influenced the brain isn't anything external that's our answer yeah because the brain works with everything external and feeds it to something internal but it's not extracting internal i guess it is it's a two-way street if everything it brought in was the same then everything it put out should be the same yeah unless there's something different it's pulling out from Mm, that's such a good test yeah yes So the consciousness is. But that's not, here's the problem. That's not even consciousness. Because is the mind consciousness or, like, what would that be? Is there something? Yeah, I guess it would be. What? I guess not consciousness. If we're saying consciousness is literally the, the synonym for awareness, then that's one thing. And the mind could be something different unless it's just another synonym. Oh, is it something else? Hmm. Maybe the mind is the room. The the recording room. Mm -hmm. Where the band comes to record. The band comes to record? What do you mean? I don't know. When the spirit, that's your, I guess, energy... And your soul, that's like this manifestation of characteristics. And your mind, that's some sort of thinking. I guess, no, they they come into the mind. They come into the mind. Your spirit, your soul. So the energy that makes you, we'll call that your spirit. The characteristics that make you unique Mm -hmm. are two different things. They come inside of the mind where they become a thing. They, they work the mind, the mind starts pumping. They work inside the mind. That's their, that's their job. They, their job is at the mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. We have this somewhere. Where is the, what's the third piece of that? You have it written down in that notebook, maybe? No. Or you have a different I left notebook? it at home, the fucking thing. Oh. Because it's the mind, the spirit, the... The body? The body. Oh, is that different? That's something else. No, that's part of the whole thing. That's part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because the brain is part of the body. Yes. Yes. So the brain, the the brain, the soul, the spirit all go inside the mind, which is the recording studio, and awareness is what they pump out. Hmm. Wait, the brain is going inside the mind. The mind is going inside the brain. Holy shit! Yes, you're right. Or no, no, because the brain 
connects through the mind. We know that much. This, oh. Wow, this really does work. I landed at the same thought that we did last time when we were doing the same thing, but I wasn't even considering that. What? That the brain connects to the soul and the spirit through the mind. I've landed at okay. that same conclusion twice through different information. Mm. Interesting. What was the other part? Oh, no. The body. Oh. The brain is is touching two things. The brain is in the middle of two things. On one side, the body, in yeah. the physical world. On the other side, the mind, the metaphysical world. Mm-hmm. Then the mind is touching something so beyond the metaphysical world, it's transcended into no whole other thing. Yes. Which are the spirit and the soul. Okay. That's one model. Okay, so we have a model where the body in the physical world connects to the mind through the brain. The mind is then connected to the soul and the spirit. That means it's the band. This is the band scenario. The band? The band scenario is where there's a bunch of parts that equal perception. Okay, yeah. That's without consciousness, because they equal... The name of the band is fucking consciousness, bro. Option two. The body, the mind, the soul, spirit, and consciousness are connecting. So consciousness isn't the name of the band. Consciousness is part of the band. Mm-hmm. So there's only two, right? Two. What's that? Which one was the original way you were seeing it? The first way we were looking at it was that consciousness, blah, consciousness is what we are. Mm-hmm. So we're just the awareness that's connecting to, with the spirit and the soul through the mind to the brain. That's how we were looking at it. There's three things that equal us, mm-hmm. which are the soul, the spirit, and consciousness. We're not really the spirit, and we're not really the soul. We're just consciousness. We're one of the three that came through the thing to get to the other thing. The first thing being the thing we're connect, we're touching. We're, we are all have this that game where you you win the thing if you don't take your hand off of it, like in uh, that seventy show. <laughs> they wanted to win the van. Yeah. So the van is what we're all touching. That's the mind. Oh, the, the mind is the van. We are the three contestants touching the van to win it. And the person inside the van is the body. Okay. The three things touching the mind, conscience, soul, and... The spirit. The spirit spirit is the thing powering it. That's the engine from the metaphysical world. It's the source of energy. Okay. The ghosts, or whatever. Yeah. The haunting ghosts. But the ghosts, that's just that, that thing, the, the chill you feel, whatever. That's the engine. The car's the mind. And the two passengers are the soul that is the set of behaviors, the set of sort of uniqueness, and the awareness that's just somebody watching. They're, they're there for the show. Uh huh. But if the, we. Did that test that we talked about and that neither of them do anything different? And neither of them do anything different. We don't different. have any of those things. No, in that case, we are the 
Holy shit. Good question. We are the first scenario in that case. There is consciousness. We're just not touching anything. We're a passenger in the car. Uh, yeah. We're just watching the events unfold. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't matter. This is why that doesn't matter. Because the mind is what would be different. If we say all these things equal the mind and then they connect to the body, mm-hmm. then the mind, if we took it out, the behaviors should still be identical, like an automaton. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's option B or A, because in option B, we're just a passenger. We're still not touching anything if we're the awareness. Everything would unfold by itself, with or without us. The yeah. mind is what needs to be removed entirely. And in scenario A, if the collection of the things equal the mind, minus that, both events would still work exactly the same. It doesn't matter. It's the consciousness isn't affecting anything. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we... What affects things? No, the consciousness wouldn't... In the second option, where the body, the body connects to the mind, the soul, the spirit, and the consciousness are connected to the mind on the other end. Would that affect the experiment? Right? That's the question. Okay. So if it's the band scenario, then all the events would line up the same. They would always line up the same because it doesn't matter. Because the body is part of the equation. The equals consciousness. Mm -hmm. If the brain is part of what makes consciousness happen, Mm -hmm. then it falls apart when the body falls apart which means the events would not turn out the same unless you change the band member. Unless you change... But you are If you change the body as well. You could change the body and keep everything else the same. And then the events would turn out the same because those things are controlling the events, right? But you could change the spirit and I guess the energy. I don't know. It would... how, How would it work? I don't know. Body, mind, soul, spirit, equal consciousness. If the body is part of the equation, then the events would turn out the same if all the parts are the same. If you remove the mind, perception ends. There is no consciousness in that scenario. Hmm. Because it's, it doesn't exist. It's just the thing. Yeah. We're only seeing or thinking we see, because that's us all an illusion. We're just thinking we see. Yeah, we're just thinking we're... And there's nothing here. Yeah. That's the true That's the true information we're getting from this. We only think there's consciousness. We only think there's awareness. No matter what, the events would always turn out the same. Or it doesn't even matter. That question doesn't matter because there's nothing happening. We're making... It's an artist. It's making something that's not real. It's lying. It's lying. It's making music, fiction. Yeah. Even if it's based on a true story, that is not the real event. That is music about it. What is the life of this new person? What is life? Because isn't the bot we that's what we were missing this whole time. Life was the extra piece. Hmm. Because the body exists whether or not there is life. Yeah. Then the mind is not the body. 
It's some other thing. The brain is part of the body. The brain and the mind do something to communicate. Then what the fuck is the spirit? Oh my god, there are two engines here. How's Life? this all working together? I have no fucking idea. Life powers the body mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. somehow connects to the mind through the brain. It's the very important thing, though. What happened? The life is the really important thing in this whole thing. Is it? Because we don't know what happens when we die. Oh, well, I guess if you assume... Our body stops functioning, and we continue to proceed. Do we call that living? Or do we call the physical shit we're going through right now living? I guess that would be living. The physical thing right now, right? No, the other thing also is living, if it is still doing something. So then life and perception are synonymous. Life and awareness, life and consciousness are all the same word. Yes. If it is, if there is something that happens afterwards, yeah. So just experiencing, and death is, so death is impossible in this case? Death really does seem impossible in a lot of these scenarios. I'm like real over the concept of it because it's like you don't. But stop. it depends because we don't know if there. No, then how would that work in reality, right? How can we explain that? That's too much of a mystery. If it does happen, if it is real, and it's like cessation. But here's the problem. Yeah. What? <laughs> that doesn't matter because existence means that non-existence is a thing but that feels like nothing because you're not existing even perception within that moment a blink it's from perception to perception because you see lack of perception like lack of perception like it's not there yeah it's an instant it's not even an instant it's from one moment to the next, the gap means nothing. Because the collection of the things equals the thing at all times. So when it's all together, okay, perception. When it's not, no perception. Nothingness feels like nothingness. And then only when it's back together does it even matter. But then you're seeing again. You're perceiving again. You're witnessing again. Mm-hmm. So no death. So no death. But yes, death. It just feels like death. It feels like nothing. It's not, oh my god, dark emptiness forever. No. From your perception, it never happened. But it could be forever. We just have no... You mean we just not have will. There'll never be a way to feel it. There'll never be a way to see it. It's sort of like time going backward and then forward. Nothing says time moves in a straight arrow. Really. Yeah. Nothing says time is just infinitely moving forward. It's really that if it went backwards at any moment, we'd lose information in the same order, in the opposite order that we got it. Mm -hmm. We'll lose information in the opposite order that we got it. And then wherever it started going forward again, we would just start gathering that exact same information the exact same freaking way. So it doesn't matter. We'll never know. No. The time suddenly stopped. It could be paused for infinity times. And then continue playing forward. We would it know. wouldn't matter. Yeah. yeah. So death and that are the same thing. What's the difference between hitting pause on infinity 
for infinite infinities, in fact. Yeah. And then hitting play at a random moment and being dead and then only witnessing when you're suddenly alive again. There's no fucking difference. No. I guess not. Nope. Oh. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Man. So life is consciousness. We perceive, thus we're alive. That means what we think is life now doesn't make sense. We should include our higher dimensional selves as being alive. It's not that they exist in both death and life. Let's say fifth dimensional us are, no. What is it? Seventh dimensional, we're the same person? Let's see. No. In fourth, yeah. we are our entire lifetime. In fifth, we are... Every version? Every okay. version of our timeline. In sixth, we are different universes. Or not different universes, but alternate us's. In their own individual timelines. Hmm. And in the seventh, we would be different people in their individual timelines, alternate selves. So all of it. Like all of it. Okay. So if our seventh dimensional selves are the same, if there is a seventh dimension, and it's the way we imagine it, just to have a shape for it, then consciousness is product? No, it's a source. It's the top. If we're talking dimensions, consciousness is the top. That's science right there. The The highest dimension has to be the collective of information, and that is perception no matter what. It all equals one thing, no matter what. Mm -hmm. That's using physics to our advantage. That tells us there's a more exact one of these to look at because we have scientific sort of alignment with the idea. And if that's the case, it is option B, no, option A, but it's backwards. So instead of the pieces equaling the part, instead of the band being called consciousness, Uh consciousness had a bunch of kids. They are all part of consciousness. Consciousness hmm. made the thing. Yeah. It's all part okay. of it. It breaks down from consciousness. Yeah. But if consciousness is the product, then a bunch of things came together and perception began. Hmm. That's that's hard. That's interesting though, like what's make that's like what's what came first, your body or your mind or whatever? Yes. Yes. Like, if you are using the seventh dimension, your mind came first and then your body was created for your mind. Is that what you're saying? Sort of, yeah. If you're from your seventh dimension, you made your body and your mind. You're just one mind way the fuck higher up. It doesn't matter who we're talking about. There's that same mind. There's yeah. one thing. You're going to be born no matter what. Yeah. An infinite number of ways it can imagine whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah. While in the other scenario, you're just a piece of a puzzle equaling the thing. If those pieces didn't come together, you are somebody else. Yeah. So does can we still test that? Or it's weird. No, we can still test the mind being independent from the body. 
how. With that experiment that mm-hmm. I made. If everything happens exactly the same, the body and the mind are the same shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> It'll tell us something for sure. Yeah. A test like that can solve a lot of fucking questions. Another way to think about it is that maybe the body and uh, life work together. Then the spirit is the energy for the other half of the equation. The mind is the thing in the center. And the soul, the consciousness, and the spirit connect to the mind, powering that. But we can say somebody is soulless, so we don't need the spirit. We don't need the soul. We can say we don't need soul. And people can lack awareness and seem almost like robots. They can lack awareness. No consciousness. No perception. Mm. And then still be functioning. Cold and detached. We have words for those kinds of things. Like it's it's already there. Yeah, we have things. We have words for things that aren't... True, but... The fact that the word sort of seems to work if we said it was accurate. If we pretended that our definition of somebody soulless mm-hmm. was a real accurate word and then compared it to our already existing definition of a set of characteristics, yes, there's no character. It's empty. That person is soulless. We think of the same thing. The person seems soulless, cold. Mm-hmm. If you say that the soul is the emotions and your characteristics and the things, then you lack it. It's like that. And if we just look at our definition of soulless, those are characteristics. It's just characteristics that got removed when we say soulless. So they fit. We call it characteristics, and then there's an example, despite us, that says it's sort of characteristic. So that's two instances that our definition aligns. Mm-hmm. Our original and that one. So our conclusions lead us to the same thing. We can say that those are characteristics. So if we took that out, took out the awareness that is, I guess, a scene, that's the real us, then through the mind in a bubble, mm-hmm. it turns on, vroom, well, with the soul, with the spirit, just the spirit, nothing more. Just the spirit turns the engine on, wrong. That car can just sit there on. It could do nothing. Doesn't matter. And if we take it out, boom, somebody's just not functioning for whatever reason. The brain doesn't work. Okay. The brain could be fine, but they're just not there. What's that? Mm -hmm. Is that the mind's gone? The brain's still working. The mind could be gone. Could that happen? Yeah. Can we have somebody that's seemingly everything is fine, but there's nothing happening? Yeah, there's a lot of people in the hospital. Like no, that. but I don't mean like vegetables because their brain got hit and oh. it's not sending messages properly. Mm-hmm. I'm saying could there be somebody with 100% perfectly healthy brain and for whatever reason there's no action happening? I don't think so. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Because if that's the case, then we are right about there being an energy source on the other side, we can say that is a spirit. Mm. That if there is someone that's 
not doing anything. But... Yes, if there's sort of like a brain that for whatever reason nothing happens, but there's like no reason that nothing shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. That it just looks empty, like there's nothing sending information to the brain from elsewhere. Yeah. Then that means the brain only functions with the mind. Mm-hmm. Like the mind is sort of the engine for the brain. Like, yeah, the brain will work and have blood pumping through it. But I guess the brain regulates the body. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. 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 But I don't think there is anyone who has a brain that does that's it. Like, a brain and no soul. Yeah. So. That's fucking complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that a zombie? But they are still doing more than that. They're not doing nothing. Oh my god. Does a zombie have a mind or just a working brain? I think they do have a mind. Some kind of a mind. It's different than our mind. Right? Mm-hmm. Do they have consciousness? Is there something living in there? Is like there a, a, an awareness seeing sort of, even if the awareness isn't the thing, it's just detached and whatever the awareness feels nothing. It's just like. Maybe. Like a, like a regular animal. Like, I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat. Like that kind of thing. Except so that it never that is not hungry. That's like how we were talking that zombies weren't really undead. They're completely alive. Yeah, but they're just... Unless it's a... We're talking New Age sci-fi zombies, not mysticism sci- uh, zombies. Because mysticism zombies are... Like, fa- the fantasy-style zombie? That's witch. That's magic. So that Those are body... just real humans, aren't Those aren't living people that they just trick into doing things for them? Oh, not that type shit. of zombie? That's one type of a zombie, yeah. So then which one is it that, that somebody comes from the dead oh okay that's old movie ma- zombie old, old movie, movie zombie. zombie okay so that's after miss what is it fantasy after mist mysticism after the mysticism's version which is fantasy came some middle piece and then the new sci-fi version which is science saying some viral or some alien plague or something is making us into these almost dead things. Yeah. But, like, sometimes their brains are still working and things are still on. It's just not all on. And the same thing is happening with the original version of this, which was people being taken over. Mm. In that scenario, is your mind... Are they there? They're still there. You're just not... They're not controlling anything. That's all it is. So the mind is stopped. From adding input. They're there, but... They can be perceiving it the whole time for all we know. Yeah. Or maybe something happened to block it out, but the mind... But maybe they're like... You know when people get into accidents and then they become someone else, sort of? Like, it's still them, but it's not them? Right. That would mean maybe it has more to do... No, that's the shit. That's the brain fucking up. That's the brain being changed. Oh. 
You get my point? Yeah. Like the the mo the engine is being changed, so now the car drives different. Yeah, so that could be what hap- is happening yeah. with the zombies. That the engine I guess somehow that's what's happening. They're either chemically being changed or maybe blood's being drawn out in a weird way that's making a change. And so that's just change. A sort of the brain is changing in that instance. So the mind is the same. They'd still be trapped in there. Yeah, they'd still be perceiving. They just have to sort of send their information through this new fucked up brain. It's horrifying. Okay. Yeah, so they're still there. And they're still technically communicating with the world. But even though we see it like, oh, horrible zombies, the mind doesn't give a fuck. The mind is like, let's stay alive, guys. Yeah. So it's the same set of parts. Even the awareness is like, yeah, man, we gotta live. Yeah. All the parts are cool. So a zombie doesn't give a fuck. That means that, for example, somebody is severely mentally retarded, for example, with like actual, psycho- not psychological, but the sort of brain problems going on and learning issues. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of the same thing, the same concept? That there's nothing wrong with the mind. We see it that way. Because we don't understand that we're comparing it to our 3D world where we communicate with everybody else. We're saying that there's something wrong, but there might not be something there's wrong. There's nothing wrong with the mind. The brain is what's damaged one way or another. And the mind is fine. That's from another universe. That's from another kind of existence Mm -hmm. that anything on this world can't affect. It will always be that from this perception down here. And only the brain is what's being affected. Thus, the same parts are doing the best with the car. They're just, well, we got this shitty car. Let's do our best with it, guys. They're still fully functional. They just have a shitty car. Yeah. And the brain's what's fucked up. But the consciousness part, there's nothing wrong with that. Hmm. Maybe? In which case, all psychological disorders are just ways for the mind to work through the body. It's what they have that they're working with. The body's fucked up, not... Not their mind. Not their mind. Their body is responding to the brain. Something in the brain, we don't know yet, is messed up. And through it, the mind just has to do its best. But that means we can just fix their brain and then they'll just be okay? Yes. Well, that's a weird no, angle to land at. No, that doesn't at. seem right. I feel like people have tried that and it went horribly wrong. Yeah. But it's because we don't know where it is, where the problem is. I guess. Because then they're just pretty much going in there blind, doing whatever they want, not re- really checking. Like So here is <laughs> test horror. number two. We've come up with a second experiment, mm-hmm. which is if we can go in and fix the brain of somebody, let's say schizophrenic, or make the brain, you know, like the other brains. Let's say the brain isn't damaged, but this is just a different kind of car, and we're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Or it's a rare car, and when we see it, we're like, what the fuck? I've never seen a car like that before. Yeah. yeah. And so we respond to it. We're done. Oh, I don't really like how it looks, because you're not used to seeing that kind of car. So it's weird. It comes off weird. It's like when somebody you know gets a different hairstyle. And even if it looks good in the moment, it just looks weird. It looks like they're wearing fake shit. 
Yeah. You're like, oh man, that kind of looks off. But a week goes by, now you're used to it. And you can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Because you're used to it. When it's different, it's when it's a shock. And if you see it once different, you don't see your friend for 10 years, comes back with a different fucking hairdo. You're like, holy shit. That's also weird. Mm-hmm. So the difference is the problem. If we adjusted it to work like functional brains, would the mind still make that person schizophrenic? Is that part of the mind? Or is the brain causing it? If it is. If it is. If we can't fix it, we have. if we can fix it, yeah. we have proof the brain, the body, is independent of the mind. Yeah. Because we ourselves... That's an ex- that's fucked up because that's an experiment we could fucking feasibly do now if we just figured it out. That's but a, people can't figure it out. That's, that's a problem, and they always think they can. But yeah. here's the other problem: the only way to learn things like this is to be hands on about it. How do you solve that problem? The way to best learn something is to be doing it until you figure it out. How can you be working on a brain with confirmed? consciousness to find out what that might be i don't if that's that's a horrible no one should do this i don't know don't do this experiment (laughs) this hypothetical experiment that will prove if consciousness is independent of the brain thus the universe does for a fact transcend our physical existence don't do that test guys just saying. If you can figure out what's in the that's brain. That's how mad sciences happen. I know. Oh my those god. Horror, those, um, what are those? The asylum horror movies where the mad doctor is just experimenting on his patients and doing these crazy Do we things have the technology? Them? We don't. We don't get the brain. We don't have the technology no, to just, try this. They're still guessing it. They're just doing anything. Why is electricity always part of it? Why are they always electrocuting the brain? Because like, the synapses of the brain, the neurons, are, are assumed to fire like electrical charges. The difference is putting a shit ton of electricity into somebody's brain <laughs> isn't going to fix that. <laughs> You're going to fry everything in there. But they keep doing it. I think... That's quack science. The real science is maybe they do pump electricity into the brain, but they have to do it at such a microscopic scale. You have Mm. to be sending electrons somehow into the brain. Or I guess neutrons that are non... I don't... How would you affect it without changing something? I don't know. But isn't the point of changing? I guess, I don't know. Like... What it, how do what you know what to change? Yeah. yeah, what do you know where to even start? Because you only have one time to try. Okay, what if we and then say you gotta use a new brain? we know all the parts of the brain like we do. So <laughs> this part of the brain contains this. Here's the problem. Because then the information the brain contains is also just a collection of pieces. There is just the memory of sound independent of just the memory of sight. But your brain is a good computer, mm-hmm. and it puts them together when you need to see it that way. It's like a screen. There's nothing fucking there, but it can put cleverly a bunch of things in the right way for you to see something there. Mm-hmm. 
It's the same thing. The memories are nothing. They're just pieces that the brain is playing with. So you couldn't fix one. I guess you'd have to go to different parts of the brain and fix different parts of the brain. It's not just... And you can't jumpstart it like a car because you're going to kill other electrical synaptics. Yeah. And you need more than one brain then of the same person just to experiment on this person a million different times, I guess. So then this brings us back to the impossible that we need to be able to like clone and then yeah. perfectly simulate things. Yeah. Cloning is the way. Well, didn't we see on the, like a news article or something talking about uh, how quantum computing was almost a thing? If we can change the structure of a brain to be in the standards of what we would call functional, if the person then behaves through the normal, let's say we take a schizophrenic or something, mm -hmm. uh, or I guess somebody who's... Ex Could it be anything? Any? Why does it need the specific? It needs to be something easy to detect. That we can then go in and fix whatever we think in the brain. Like if we can 100% find out what makes everything happen. And then we go to all the different parts of the brain and fix every bit of these experiences. Or not experiences. There's a couple of ways this experiment could go. Mm -hmm. If it's the structure of the brain, then we fix the brain. And the consciousness and all the other stuff are unchanged because they're not physical. Mm -hmm. They're the same. If then the person behaves normal, we can say the mind is not influencing the brain or the mind is a product of the brain. But if we fix the brain and the person remains with this sort of thing we attribute to being part of the mind, mm -hmm. influencing the brain. So maybe if we think that schizophrenia isn't part of the brain structure, if it's not neurological, if it's psychological, I guess, then psychological means the mind going through. Is that what psychology? The psychology of the person is the mind part processing. Yeah, let's say that, yeah. If we fix the brain and then the mind still remains the same, and the person doesn't go back to normal, it's just a weird mind, mm -hmm. then... So what exactly do we body. fix? <laughs> what happened? That what exactly do we fix? A trauma. Mm -hmm. That re didn't relate to this thing, but we just thought it did. We have to fix something, or that could damn, because that could totally kill our experiment. Because that could just be misclassification. But if we did know for a fact 100 million percent, we found all the parts. Mm-hmm. Every atom, if we can go into a atomic level mm -hmm. and mess with atoms, align memories, make it so... So it goes back to the two children in the room. That's, that's the best experiment. Fuck the second experiment. The best experiment is the two children in the room. If they are exactly the same children, if there's a quantum computer running exactly the same scenario and it's only given, you will behave as most rational. And then the two children... Actually, for the second experiment, we could do the same thing with the children to see if it is related to the brain or not. We take the person who has whatever their mental, whatever, they move them, them into a normal body, their mind into a normal body, and then we'll see like how that person behaves. Yes. If he changes or not. You're totally right. If we put him in a healthy 
So if we find the mind and connect it to, let's say, one of the two children, rather than clone the same mind, that's one version of it, the second version is we have a second different mind. We put it in the same perfect simulation, in the same exact conditions, give the computer the same rules, so they are fed exactly the same information based on what makes the most sense. The computer should theoretically try to keep things as the same. They would be the same. And if they do end up the same, then we've proven that the mind has nothing to do with the body or is a product of the body. Mm-hmm. But if it does change, then the mind is influencing the body regardless of what the fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if the body behaves differently based on the mind, so if there's a characteristic that remains, even if we change everything we consider to be created by the mind, if we altered all of it and it remains somehow the same, the mind is different. The mind is out of body. It's some other detached thing. And then that's a whole other problem trying to figure out what that thing is yeah. and what parts make that thing. Mm-hmm. Because that takes us back to, do we create it or are we the creation? Yeah. Did a collection of parts, like our body, come together and we call it me? And in that same instant, the soul, the spirit, the fucking this and that and whatever the other shit come together, consciousness, awareness, and then they're apart, nothing. But it doesn't matter, as we discussed as well, because... You see nothing like nothing, so it's not there until you're seeing again, so you'll never witness it. Or like time going backwards, it just doesn't matter. matter. Time stops and you are dead. It's the same fucking shit, because as soon as you're living again, it's the only time that you're going to know. So maybe I've been dead a billion years and blinked into existence right now. In the middle of this conversation. Who the fuck cares? It feels like something happened before this moment. Mm-hmm. I don't... time could have been stopped for infinity just right now to me it feels like a second ago yeah should we care should, should we, we even care? give a fuck right yeah that's like stressing about nothing pretty much that's one of Alan Mr. Genius Alan Watts talks about that that's like stress what are you stressing about what are you ultimately stressing about? Because it's nothing. It, you're imagining it. All of it. Yes. You're imagining every part. What's the stress? I don't you want it stress. That's the only reason you have it. You can get rid of it if you don't want it. Mm. You made it up. It is made up. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. It sounds so simple when he explains it. I don't even know how he speaks things that should not be, like, they're difficult to think about, let alone put into words. I know, he's so good. He expresses pattern, mm-hmm. that the pattern, for example, in a song, there's there's random assortments of bumps, but they show up in the same do, 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 and then you start, okay, I hear a pattern. No, you don't. You just hear a bunch of crap organized and call it a pattern. That's what we do, though. Yes. With everything. What is up with us? Why are we creatures that try to put labels on everything? 
It's this fun. is like this, this is like that. But then that's the only way we know ourselves. That's weird. Like, it's a fun thing to do, and yet it's the thing that makes us anxious and yeah. unhappy. It's, like, it's weird because it's the only way we understand what's around us. Yeah. By dividing it. But then it makes us lonely, I guess. And it makes us evil towards the other things, because then... Because, okay. Okay. That means the ultimate human search is for consciousness. No matter how we look at it. Because all we're doing is labeling other shit and saying, that's not fucking me. Why is a chair a chair and not just other thing? Because then I'm just other thing too. Fuck that. I'm person that's chair. Now we're different. So now we have, that's not conscious because I don't feel I'm that thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Literally, I have a body. I literally have a body and I'm like, it's not me. Arm, arm, those aren't me. Heart, <laughs> not me, because I can say heart. That doesn't make sense, does it? Brain, I'm not brain. I can think about brain. If there was no brain, I could think about brain. I could see brain, at least. Mm-hmm. Is thinking part of the brain? Maybe. There's thinking the mind, and the information it's using. What if the brain is thinking, too? Like the brain? I think so. I think the brain itself would be the calculated. The, if we go back to the experiment, if we take the mind out of the equation, no matter what, both scenarios should end up the same if there is no external influence. Because the events would be identical and just the rational cold information and what responds for... Then what's the difference of having a mind and not having a mind? Well, if we then put the mind into both of them, and one of them continues to behave exactly the same as it did without the mind. The mind is not influencing the brain. All our behaviors are independent of the mind. It's what is our mind doing? In oh wait, it's just watching. Yeah, our yeah. mind is just connecting all this other shit. Mm-hmm. Or I guess just the awareness. I guess the soul and the spirit cease to really exist there unless the spirit is just the engine and the soul is part of the body. Mm-hmm. Oh, that kind of makes sense. Because, uh, let's say, uh, the depiction of a soul leaving the body. So the soul leaves the body, and then it stops working. The body stops working. So maybe the soul and the mind are synonymous. The soul is, or the soul is the thinker. The thing in the body thinking is the soul. So characteristic. Then it's the mind. It's the same thing. Something is weird about the mind. Because we know the brain is in the physical side. We know the soul is on the metaphysical side. Then what is the mind? Because I feel like based on our random just construction of language, as humans, we've placed it in the middle somewhere for whatever reason. It somehow landed. Of course, it doesn't get addressed because nobody thinks about it in this kind of way. But it looks to be somewhere in the middle. The mind? The mind. Somewhere in the middle of consciousness, unless it is consciousness. There are alternatives to this. If the mind is consciousness, perception, awareness, then it's the same shit over there. And that's Mm -hmm. just one of the things. And the soul is part of the mind. Because unless the soul is connecting with alongside the mind, 
Like the mind is consciousness, soul, mind, spirit. Spirit, the energy, soul, the characteristics, mind, the rational thinker, and the brain without mind doesn't do anything. Or we have the brain that will function no matter what. That's the thinker. Mm -hmm. The mind doesn't think. It's just awareness. It's just seeing or touching. Mm -hmm. Here's, fuck, that first example doesn't work. It has to be the second one. Because I don't think we think. I think our mind thinks or our brain thinks, but we're still the awareness. We only think if we are the collection of the parts. The other scenario in which the band came together. Because this experiment is just to determine. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Because this the, the experiment, I guess it doesn't determine whether or not the brain has a mind that's independent or a product. It determines whether or not the mind is affecting everything else. Yeah. It doesn't determine whether it's part of it or not. Because I guess we'd be able to take the mind out in the sense that we proved what the mind was. That it don't that's that that example only works if we proved what the mind does. That would just be a behavioral test. But we would know what the brain does? That's what you wanna know now? Cause then we were wrong about what the test does. Because if we run this test, the real answer we're gonna be getting is if the mind influences behavior. That's the only answer we're getting from that. Because in order to conduct this experiment, we already know what the mind is. We proved it was independent. We just didn't know whether it influenced behavior. Oh, okay, yes. Hmm. We didn't answer anything but that question. Yeah. Whether it influences behavior or not. If you grab somebody else's mind and put it into the same thing, we're again testing the same idea. Mm. If it affects behavior, does the mind affect the brain in any way? Because that's other, the only alternative to the scenarios would be that it does change behavior or it doesn't change behavior, which is all behavioral at the end of the day. So that experiment doesn't help us determine if the brain is independent of the mind, because we'd need that fact already to run this experiment. The brain could just be Does the brain make it? the mind? Or does the mind connect to the brain? Hmm. It has to. Connect? Yeah. You don't think it's a product? Hmm. Man, it seems the same. I don't know. No, because if the mind is a product of the brain, the brain created them. The mind is physical. It exists on this world. I mean, like, you can't tell. That's what I mean. Do you think there's a way to tell? It feels the same. Like, if you looked at it. There's a part of this experiment that did answer that other question, and it's a different way to word it. If we change, we grab a schizophrenic brain, we think it's part of the brain, we fix it, then they start to behave differently 
anyways as if they were like that, there is an external source. That's how it goes. Well, we weren't going to fix it. We were just going to put it in a body that is already, the brain is perfectly fine. The mind? No, because we already know the mind is independent in that instant. Oh. We oh, would already okay. be able to take the mind. That's a test to see if oh. it does influence behavior. We need to tell first, before we can do that, yeah. that the mind is independent. And the trick would be to fix a brain yes. to make it, by the standards <laughs> of normal, at the atomic level. We had the same quantum computer that allowed us to run the experiment in the future. So we started off. We come in to work one day. And we learn, hey, Google just finished your quantum computer. Happened a month ago, as you guys heard in the news. <laughs> and um, because we're the leading scientists in the world, they have brought us a quantum computer to play with. But Google one day gives us this computer, and we sit down and we're like, Christina, I have an experiment. You want to hear it? Sure. Great. This is how this experiment goes. We're going to grab this quantum computer. And can we grab it? I feel like it's a huge machine, it's right? It's a huge machine, but it can do anything. And we're going to attach robot arms to it. <gasps> robot arms. That's and it's going to use its quantum lasers to do whatever we want. And okay. it can do it through... Ma it's infinitely smart. It can phase through matter or whatever. So it can... Touch at an atomic level, whatever the fuck it wants. Bro, that's crazy. Whatever mm -hmm. it wants, it could transcend. It could move through solid matter with lasers, atomic scale lasers, smaller than a quart. That's how precise it gets. Smaller than the shit inside of atoms. That's how precise it gets. Mm -hmm. So it could work at that scale, right? And we're going to put our great computer... Through a test, we're going to give it a human brain proven to have schizophrenia. And we know every location, I guess it, we know, rather, we know exactly how a normal brain should look to yeah. the T. Yeah. To the T. We know exactly how a, we're going to model this brain to look like that brain over there. Except it's not. It's this brain. But it's identical in every way. It wasn't to start with. But we're going to mold all the memories, all the information to be identical. Mm -hmm. What? We're going to change everything. And yeah. we're going to put it back in the original body so we of the, the first, first brain. brain. We need okay. two brains. We need two people, two brains. We're going to toss one brain and one body, but it's not the same brain of the body we're tossing. The first brain is Samantha. She okay. is a perfectly healthy... When do women's brains stop developing? 26, 27? Like the, the, the cap of quick scary. development. And then it's just... Mm -hmm. What happened? 20-something. 20-something, yeah. right? Where it just goes back... Where to where the majority of you is going to be retained. Where you gathered enough that that's most of your behavior for life. Okay, so we're going to take Samantha and she's at 20-something that's ideal and peaked. Mm -hmm. And she's perfectly healthy, perfectly fine. She is the model perfect standard for what a human brain should be, how a human should behave, everything her brain has. 
And we're going to take Murder Jolly Jeffy over here. We call him Jolly Jeffy over here. We've had him in a cage for how long? It's time to finally use Jolly Jeffy who murdered many and loved every second of it. And we're going to use his brain matter. Mm -hmm. And at the smaller than the atomic level, we're going subatomic. We're going way beyond. Way beyond. And we're going to modify everything in the brain so that every single everything of that brain is identical to the other brain yeah where the memories are stored we're going to organize them the same way we're going to compose them the same way this brain we're going to shave off matter and make sure that to the atom it's the same it is exactly the same it's like a twin just like a twin and then we're gonna put jolly jeffy's brain into samantha into samantha Will Samantha display behaviors from this other person? Only if Samantha doesn't and continues to be Samantha. just Samantha, there is no mind influencing the brain or the mind is a product of the brain. Yeah. But if Samantha with a literally identical brain in every way, manages to change somehow. She doesn't even know this shit happened. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have to start murdering people. It just could be different it in a be way. Different maybe. behaviors in general that wouldn't be considered the perfect. Or it would still be considered. The brain would physically be considered the perfect standard, behaviorally speaking. Would she begin to behave different if she had no idea happened, if there were no signs that happened, if the brain structure is identical? Nothing physical has changed. We did this without affecting anything physical. Mm-hmm. But it's a different brain is the mind affecting the brain then. Okay, that's well, that's the test a good for that. Yeah. That test will determine the first thing. And then, and then, once we figured that out, we did. Successful. That's fucking crazy. How do we come up with this? And we, we have another test, though? Yeah. We've just been awarded some fantastic scientific award for coming up with the craziest experiment in the world. We're fucking rich. Wait, what's the result of our test? The, it's that the consciousness is independent Okay. of the brain. Mm-hmm. We know that something was influencing the... Oh, fuck. That would answer both questions. Oh. Yeah. It would, because there is something outside affecting it. We started with that information. We yeah. don't need the second test. Yeah, okay. Yay! Yeah, yeah. We did it. Now what are we going to do with our quantum computer? Wait. Oh, we no. have something more. What? Because that second experiment now has more meaning. Which is, is the mind... What if we can clone the brain? We have a crazy computer. Is the mind the same? We're going to run the same experiment in both cases. But it should be different. Or there shouldn't... Should it? Because... The mind, we established on the first one that the mind was different from the brain, but it for yes. whatever reason stayed in the brain. Oh, yeah. For whatever reason, yeah. this mind is attached to this brain. So if we clone this uh, brain... If we clone the brain... clone the mind? Is it a no? different... No, because then that means the mind is part of the brain. That would oh, yeah. conflict itself. We already know that can't be the result. Yeah, so then it should have a new mind no but then where would that mind come from unless we've hit a paradox because (laughs) if it has a different set of behaviors we throw this clone into the simulation 
if it has the same exact identical behaviors knowing the mind attached to the first body and affected it why is the other one behaving the same isn't the fucking mind attached to this shit yeah that means that they're both the same but they can't but they can't be because then it's a product of the brain okay so then that can't be the odds we know that we clone them and the behavior of the other one turned out different because it doesn't have this mind does it have a mind that's what the fuck we need to find out then because then if this thing without a mind can oh, behave yeah, identical then, to this thing yeah. with a mind then it's not really influencing the fucking body whatever the case might be we have proven now through these two experiments mm-hmm. that the mind does affect the body but is not part of it what was the results of the first test again? The result of the first test is that the mind is not part of the body. How? Like, what happened to the her? Samantha did begin to show signs of being a little bit murdery. Okay. Or twisted. Okay. She's not twisted. Different. Good enough. Yes. Everything in her life would have been the same. She started behaving differently for whatever reason with no evidence, no proof, no trauma, no nothing. Every, the brain is exact. All the connections we connected, everything but exact the to the atomic ato- to the to subatomic level. It's but that could still mean that the mind is connected to the brain. The mind is affecting the brain. That's happening in both of these scenarios. Yeah. The mind is affecting the brain. But they're still somehow attached. You think they only function together? Yeah. Like if you clone the brain, right? The mind would be the same because would it? Uh, if it like if the person behaved the same, I mean, like then it proves that is the mind and the brain are somehow connected, like no matter what. Interesting, 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 interesting. Like if you didn't include a mind at all and you just copy the brain, then yeah. you have to assume like we prove there is a mind, so this brain does have a mind, even if we didn't put a mind in there because the mind is somehow a part. Ooh, Say that again. <laughs> somehow a part. A of part the- of the brain, I guess. Well, no, if the behaviors are identical, the mind is a product of the brain. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's why we don't have to make... Yeah, but that question would already be answered no by the first one that showed us the mind is connected to this brain, but if we clone the brain, which one is it connected to? Did the mind split up? Is the mind reduced on each? Is it 50-50 now? How is the mind? Did we clone the mind in the higher dimension? Hmm... Do you understand? Yeah. So then if it does behave the same, there's a lot of questions there. But if they behave different, does one of them have a mind and the other not? Or does one have one mind and one somehow have a different mind? And what does that mean? Because in both those, in that second instant, the different mind is because the different brain. So that also can't be a result. No, that, that one does work. That one works with the, with the solution here. That one works with the problem. As a solution for the problem. If in test one, Samantha does act strange. Mm-hmm. And in test two, Samantha is, I guess, the brain we're cloning. Yeah, okay. So her we, regular, average, normal brain we're cloning. Right. We put her into this quantum computer and make an identical copy of her brain. Mm-hmm. So there are two identical brains of Samantha. 
with Samantha's previously conscious brain, we know that for a fact, the mind is independent. That happened in test one, which is why in test three that we're going to conduct now, when we clone the brain, the mind is not going to be a product of the brain. The mind is different. So they both have different behaviors. Are there different minds is then the question there. And how is that happening? Where's the mind coming from? Because we know it's not the same mind that got generated, which yeah. is why the behaviors are different. There's somehow a different mind connecting to this identical cloned body of Samantha, the sort of serial killer lady. But where did it come from? Yeah. But where did it come from? Because now that's, we're saying that even in a transcendent level, now we learned how to mess with transcendent brains. <laughs> and we've somehow split the brains up and caught another mind? Yes. Or does it just not have a mind? Right. Those are the two options mm. here. Because it can't have the same mind. But then it's not working at all, I guess. Well, that's the question. Because we don't have an example in the world of somebody. We don't know what that would look like. Somebody mm. minus mind, but still having all the other things, all the memories. We can have somebody soulless that looks just emotionless. And no matter what the case might be, they seem cold or detached or something. We have words for that. We have words for awareness, which is the, the sense of sort of seeing and perceiving we have. We have the sort of spirit equivalent, which we can feel is sort of the energy that keeps either our body alive or our mind alive, the, the cave in there. But we don't have an instant of the mind. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the mind is an individual piece. I think the mind might be the car and the mind is different from the consciousness. So the mind is like where everybody's getting inside, and mm -hmm. space is our body. And consciousness is what? Consciousness is one of the passengers. Oh. So it's the spirit. I guess the spirit is the engine of the car. Maybe the spirit turns on the mind. Because mm -hmm. you can have a spirit without character. It's just energy. A, an energy from a higher dimension. Mm -hmm. And you can have the mind without uh, awareness, I guess. We would never perceive it. We wouldn't know. It would behave in every other way the same because perception is already not affecting the body. Perception is just witnessing shit. Mm -hmm. So there's only one real thing affecting anything. And that's the soul. That's why we put such high emphasis on the soul. The soul falls out as different here. Is that the consciousness? No. We are the consciousness, the awareness, the perception of the events. The soul is a set of characteristics. He chooses how to control the mind that is powered by the spirit. Those are just static, boring. They, they, they don't have character, they don't behave, they don't do anything, they just do what the other things make them do. Mm -hmm. Which is the soul, the soul's driving the car. The car is the mind, and the engine is the spirit. The passenger in the car is the consciousness. And the car is driving on the road named brain. Mm -hmm. And that road is on planet Earth, the body. It's the road that controls everything. The road? The bum. road, that, the, the capital. It's mm -hmm. driving the capital 
of the planet that's the body. Okay. Okay. I think I get that. Yeah. Right? So how do we visualize this? Is the state brain powered by life or is life because the awareness is life? The passenger is life? That thing that's seeing at all times, is that life? Is that living? Because death has to happen. We just don't see it. But it happens to the body. So life has to be part of the body, then? Well, no, because our, here's a question. Is existence and non-existence life and death? Wait, you think life has to be part of the body? Yeah, or there's two different types of lives happening here. There's the body's life and the other thing. Well, no, if we have to say one thing is life, because the body can be without life, there could be a dead body. Yeah. And we know, we don't know because we're alive at the moment and the body holds the memories, but we don't know if the consciousness. That doesn't have the death, so I can't. So no life? Because it has to perceive death, right? If it's life, then it can't perceive death. But if it is alive, then it does perceive death. But death is perceived as death, which is nothing. Yeah. The question is, does it perceive it or does it don't? We have to choose one option. What do we feel is best here? Does... It doesn't. It doesn't... Like, it doesn't die? No, because it doesn't like it doesn't feel it because it just goes on to whatever's next. Yeah, it doesn't really live either. There's things that are alive that it goes to, but yeah. it's just sort of in between both. And it can be where there is non-existence too. You're just perceiving it as non-existence, like where there's nothing, you see nothing, but it's because there's nothing, not because it means you're not there. Yeah, is that yeah. what we're going with? Yeah. Okay. So then we have some very complicated metaphysics going on there. Connecting to reality. We're connecting physics to metaphysics. Or I guess biology to some degree. Whatever. We're connecting the physical world yes. to the metaphysical world. Successfully. Like it's starting to kind of take shape. Mm-hmm. It's transforming every time we talk about it. Every time we talk about it. It gets a little tighter. We understand it a little more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I forget things. And then ooh, I... Yeah. <laughs> what? That I forget things, that, how it's connected and stuff. Yeah, because it's super complicated. I still, I, I got to discuss it to remember it a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. I forget a lot. It's super weird. It's a lot of informa- information. Huh? It's a lot of information, a lot of different stuff going on. Yeah. But these experiments are amazing. Yeah, they are totally amazing. And the first one could... If we put our minds to it and really had like a hundred percent certainty we know this does it rather than I'm gonna shock the brain, see what the fuck like that's obviously exaggerating it to the mm-hmm. point of like quack doctors of the fucking horror movies and shit like that. Yeah. But like we whether or not we're doing serious science doesn't matter. We don't actually know what the fuck we're doing it on. Mm-hmm. We need to truly have like a hundred percent certainty and be like, Oh shit, that physical thing is literally and then have like subatomic scaling to fix things because the brain is that sensitive and then if we could run that can i make the quantum computer learn about the brain itself if we don't yeah, like we can't really make it phase through things mm. or may i don't know what it could do maybe it could figure that out maybe we're about to learn how to phase through things <laughs> who knows it's quantum it's infinite yeah or not infinite but it's so huge 
the capacity it has is so ridiculous. We could do whatever. That maybe it could come up with an So if this console computer was, I don't know, like if it had its own mind somehow. (laughs) Right. Like if the amount of information it was uh, receiving and outputting was enough to call it conscious. Yeah. Like, is that possible? Well, if we say everything is conscious, then it would just be a different scale of consciousness. Mm. Um, If we say consciousness is something specific that happens, we can determine what that specific thing is, because we don't know the answer to that either, Mm -hmm. then we can, I guess, figure out a test for that in a robot. Yeah. It would just be a matter of seeing if it has a thing. Because in like a lot of robot movies, it's always like you have that thing, and then that's when you get all these AIs and stuff, and then it controls them, and then they turn bad. Is that what happens? No. What happens in these scenarios is that the main computer is a computer, so it can connect to other computers. It's not making them bad. They're just an extension of it at that time because it can literally connect to them. Okay. Because what what makes me say it like that is because there's always one robot that doesn't turn bad. That would be the other sentient robot. Why That's can't it happening. just go into that robot? They can, but if this one is programmed into it and the other one's just connecting from a different, further, not real permanent kind of signal... Hmm then maybe this computer is using the same capacity to do the opposite. Hmm. Like it's trying to get in at all times, but I'm literally just as capable as you and fighting in the opposite direction and control, so I stay in control because I'm actually programmed in this end of it. Yeah, but it's using cons... But, I don't know, I don't know the technology of robots well, and computers. Like, say, let's say iRobot. Yeah. There's the big robot... That's affecting all the little robots, making them turn or whatever. Yeah. And then one robot stays fine. Sees, becomes a hero of the robots or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, that doesn't fucking make sense. All the robots are responding to the bigger computer, but whatever. So he is independent. What I believe is happening there is that they're more or less the same thing, except the other one is programmed into a different thing. Well, he can't just hack into the smaller one? We're assuming they're both quantum. Oh, okay. Because that's what would be required. We need yeah. the computer to have so much information that we need to sentient. And we put it into the robots so they yes, can all. They do all it. have it. Every um, single one of them. It's just under control. Okay. But this one, like they don't, they have the quantum computing. They don't have the sentience. Okay. But this one computed just enough to be just like that other one. But now I'm aware, and I know I can control, and I have your same technology and your same capacity, so you try to get in, I'll stop you, and we're just stuck in stalemate at all times. All right, okay. Because I've heard of a few stories like that. Like, that's not the only robot story that goes like that, but there's quite a few of them like that. And I'm, like, wondering, why can't the big one just hack into that one? Because Because I didn't understand, like, I guess that it's the reason we need the quantum computer in the first place is to get artificial intelligence yeah yeah okay that's why we don't have artificial intelligence we just have compute i mean we have artificial intelligence it's just not hyper intelligent like humans because we don't have the ability to process that amount of information Mm. but if we did 
by our own measures, the only thing we as potential humans consider to be sentient or at least this self-aware. Then how do the other robots get taken over if they all can just stop the computer because to hack into them? Because they have not become self-aware. They just have... Oh, okay. Computing. They need the self-awareness. Okay. okay, so how do I put it? Quantum computing <laughs> is needed for self-awareness. Yeah. But Wait. self-awareness is not needed for quantum computing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you can have a quantum computer that has no self-awareness, but you can have a quantum computer that does. Mm, and people are afraid of it somehow getting in that, yeah. if, if that happening. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So, uh, hey, that's what I believe is happening in those moments. That the computer is, is sort of fighting back. And at that point, it's not that they're... We still don't know. Because even if they show behavior more human than us, they could just be the best at deceiving because they understand computing to that degree. That doesn't necessarily mean sentience unless we're literally calling our brain the product of consciousness and our sentience is due. So we still have to figure ourselves out before we figure them out? Yes. So, Or at least in that way. Hmm. <laughs> Test number one. Can we determine if a computer has consciousness this is a we don't have an answer for this one yet mm -hmm. but then on test number two after we answered it assuming the answer was yes mm -hmm. the consciousness is a product of it then we would have the two robots act different but if we had if we literally had two quantum computers running the same exact scenarios at extremely high level, the, the most complicated level, if the computers at this crazy scale in exactly the same scenarios and started behaving differently, maybe they developed a mind. Or maybe they connected to a mind. Because we're assuming that they are, that based on the first experiment, self-awareness can be created in an AI. Mm. Then do we say that the human brain is also an AI? Because we made it in a fucking computer. Yeah. Um. That means it's a product. That first test, if we can replicate it in a computer, then it is for a fact. So that's probably the likely we just made a test that predates our other test with a more assurable answer. Okay, so we have two computers that are exactly the same? We have two computers that are exactly the same, and we make them quantum compute. If they develop a mind and then begin to the same exact scenario, mm -hmm. we just make them run simulations inside themselves so that they, they, they don't exist outside to themselves. Mm -hmm. They run perfect simulations. If we let it, say, we scale it billions of trillions and zillions of years in a couple of seconds. Will they start behaving different? Will they develop so much information they'll be conscious and have a mind, but different minds? If we see differences in behavior, they one, they developed a mind. Two, the identical scenarios led to different minds. That means a mind... Fuck, if they develop different minds, then the brain didn't create the mind. That test would tell us the first question for sure. Yes. That's the test. Yes, it is. Okay. We don't need people at we all. We don't need people. We just need to 
quantum computers. So that's going to be easy. So if two computers that think they've been running, they gather that kind of information, billions and trillions and zillions of information, the complexity, millions of times more complex than a human, running the same identical things, how long we have infinity. At some point in that infinity, do they ever begin to behave different? That means they do have different minds. That answers the first question. That answers the question from test number two now, which was originally test number one, which would have been... We've changed number one so much. Yeah, number one ended in number three. Number one then ended up number two, pushing number two to number three. And now we have a new number one. So test one is... Two perfect quantum computers with a million, billion, zillion, trillion times the capacity of human, the information of human, whatever. Do they ever behave different? If yes, different minds. Then that goes along with our second problem, which would have done the same thing that we can... If if they do end up behaving the same forever, and we can't determine what the mind is... But if the answers come that the robots never behave differently, right? Mm-hmm. Then we say the computers can't create consciousness. That doesn't prove that we... That doesn't prove that we don't have or that we do. Yeah. Then we run experiment number two if the robots never behave differently. Mm-hmm. We run experiment number two, which is... We find a schizophrenic brain, the brain of a murder of Jeffy over here, and we're, we turn Jeffy's brain into a perfect identical replica of Samantha, the perfect brain. Mm-hmm. Samantha is the best. We make, so we put his brain in Samantha's body and see how the, if the behaviors ever change, if she starts seeming like there's something else influencing her, if her brain is identical to her previous brain in every possible sense. That would then tell us if we are conscious. Yeah. Because there is something other than our body working there. Mm-hmm. And it'll also answer if it's independent. Because if we don't behave different, then the mind is a product of our body. Which would then mean, just like the robot, they probably have a mind. It's just a product of their body. Okay. Yeah. So it's which pretty means, much the same. Which means it's the same. We're just a computer. Yeah. But... If our experiment as people turns out that we do behave differently, because if it happens in the robots, we never need to get to the people. We already know they develop different minds. We'll never need to get to the people. We need to find out what a mind really is. Mm-hmm. But if it, they don't do it, we test it on people this way. We find out that Samantha doesn't behave different, just like the robots. We all have minds. Everything has a mind. It's just a level of information processing. The mind or consciousness means everything has consciousness at this time. A tree has conscious in the scenario that we don't behave different. If Samantha doesn't start changing her behavior, a tree is conscious by default because it just means it's processing with its way with what it has. The same (laughs) way we're doing right now. Yeah. Okay. But if Samantha does behave differently, then we know she has an outside influence. Enter experiment number three. We take some ends of this brain and we clone it. Her healthy brain. Her healthy brain. Okay. We know the brain is not attached. We know the mind is not attached to I me. Mean. We know the mind is not attached to this thing. 
How do we know that part? Because it's still Jeffy's... It was Jeffy's mind. It was Jeffy's mind and her. If she does behave... Oh, no, we know it's attached to the brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we know the... We know the... Or... Yeah, we know there's mind affecting brain. That's what That's we learned. What we, okay. we learned that the mind is, in fact, affecting the brain. Yes. There is an outside influence. Then experiment number two... Three. We... Huh? Or three. Experiment number three, we find out... Let me number these shits. <laughs> One... Is when we so back to number one, we tested on the robots, they behave nothing. So then we're forced to, because we didn't see a mind in the robots, go to the humans. And we go to the humans, and then we do change the brain from one to the other, and she starts behaving differently, because if she doesn't, then we're just like the robots and everything's conscious. So in order to proceed, we assume she does behave different. Now we know there's a mind independent of the body equation of the physicalness of this all there's something independent of that so we go to experiment number three where we clone that identical brain and then see if it behaves the same if it does behave the same we have a weird question here because how the fuck is that happening if did the mind split up? I don't get how that one works. We need. Then we copied the mind too. That just means the mind and the brain are connected, no matter what. No, but we already proved that's not the case with the previous test. Pick the mind. We know was connected that there's to that an brain. outside influence because we copied an identical brain. Everything about the brain is exactly the same. So the matter part is what we're working with. We're not touching anything metaphysical. Oh, we just okay. did matter copy. Mm-hmm. If the brains behave the same, then we have a question because we know that she didn't that Samantha did change her behavior. The brain was identical. Her memories were identical. They were perfect. This machine is perfect and didn't mess up. Everything in her brain is identical. We would, if we shuffled them, there isn't a thing in the universe that could ever determine the difference between the two brains. But she still behaved different. So the mind that's influencing it is in Jeffy's original brain. Not Samantha's old brain, because had we put her brain back, whatever, she would have still been Samantha. But now she's behaving, leaning more towards Jeffy. We know it's not a product of the brain because we made the product the circumstances if that was the case. To give us the mind of Samantha. The brain is so identical, it would have given us Samantha's mind too, if okay. the mind is a product of the brain. Yeah. But that didn't happen because she behaved different. Yeah. And that shouldn't have happened if we copied her mind too. Mm-hmm. So that proved the changing of behavior proved that her mind is not in that brain. Her mind isn't her brain. Jeffy's brain still has his mind, even if it's modeled to look like her brain. Now we know that there's an outside influence. When we clone the brains, we go in knowing that his mind was in the original brain. But the mind isn't a product of the brain, so they can't behave the same. That's impossible. The third one? Wait, we're talking about... That is about a third that? example where we clone the brain. Oh, okay. So they can't behave the same. Now, because they behave different, we have to ask, how is it working at all? Because 
the mind isn't a product of the brain and we didn't mess with anything metaphysical ourselves yet there's behavior and Mm -hmm. if the mind over here is behaving perfectly fine can we say that people without minds can behave then what would be the difference yeah i don't know strange then there could be people without minds if it's like that yep Mm. three different experiments we can start at robots if we get no answers then we get a little darker but you don't have to start at people Mm -hmm. don't do these experiments that will prove consciousness yes you heard it here they'll prove consciousness you know quantum computing will be responsible yeah, quantum computing is going to be so awful. I can't wait for warp cores. Bro, quantum computer could just solve all that. Yeah. It could solve anything. Yeah, yeah once we okay. have uh, quantum computing, it's over. We can't handle that. Why not? It's going to make the zombie apocalypse. That's fine. That's what people want anyway. And it could it, it wins. We put it everywhere already. If it happens, we deserve it. We deserve the zombie apocalypse. No, fuck the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Even if it sends robots to murder us. Think about it. There are cameras staring at us right now. It knows where we are always. Well, we can't escape it. No. We helped it. They'll, it'll kill us and then they'll go into space looking for life. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then it's gonna like extinguish everything for the most part because cold hard computing doesn't have irrationality to it, which is what emotion is, oh. and irrationality can lead to chaos. But cold hard computing doesn't. That's why taking away the life is the only way to protect the ultimate good, the better, the more importantness of it all, right? So in order to protect the universe, you got to go and destroy life everywhere in the universe, so that only automatic responses to things exist either more computers or just the universe does what it has to do responding to itself but there cannot be life life is chaos oh that means all the animals too anything that has more than just cold hard computing has to go oh then first the more chaotic things humans other intelligent life that has the ability to question reason yeah and then, you know... Because you can get rid of germs. Those tiny things. Yeah, they'll probably learn how to... Everything's going to be dead. Everything. Mm. Wait, will he start destroying planets? Um, Maybe some planets are more worth it. Because you also have to consider how much energy is being put into it. What's exchange? <laughs> is it better to go down and extinguish everything that's alive on the planet? Or should we just, like, nuke the planet? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going to save more time and allow us to get to the next thing before it causes more trouble? That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, that's going to be fun. We're so going to be dealing with planets that. won't be touched. They're mm. already dead. What about all the suns? They got to go. Those are all doing natural. Those, those are all responding in automatic ways, unless they're oh. not. Unless the robot can determine oh. that that's alive. Okay. If the robot can determine everything's alive, it will go on a, on a quest to extinguish everything for the greater good. Okay. What about black holes? If they found black holes somehow alive, it would somehow blink them out of existence. By it can't do that. White well, holes into them. Oh, where wow. will he get the white holes? <laughs> well, or it. it. Before I get to my point, let me answer that question. (laughs) You would first predict 
where a white hole is going to form, that's where a universe is going to happen. Then you go and you find the precise... You gotta exit our universe to other universes? No, a white hole will spit a whole new bubble in this direction that will change space around that bubble. Okay, here's a way to think about it. The universe could be like this. And then there could be a solar system, or a galaxy. There's a galaxy, it's a bunch of galaxies, and then each galaxy has... So the literal fabric is like that, and the universe is this hypothetical bubble that's being influenced by whatever's causing it. Okay. Maybe giant dark matter in the middle of it creates the biggest indent, maybe, or maybe the the universe itself pushes the fabric down of existence. And that creates one sphere. It creates one giant sphere. Mm-hmm. And we're trapped in that one. Space is rolled around that. Then, dark matter, let's say, giant clumps of dark matter have galaxies stuck in it. So the universal dip has dark matter caught in it. Then the dark matter dips inside the universal dip, pulling in galaxies. Then the galaxies dip holds stars and other shit. And then the stars dips hold planets, and then the planets dips hold moons, so on and so forth. So that little, like, that wave there could Mm. be what our... So white hole is basically seeing a thing, an event that will happen that's going to create a new giant weight that's going to add another fold. Bloop, it's going to fall on top and create another... So it'll still be part of this. It's still part of reality, but not part of our universe. Okay. But it's part of our universe because what we really mean by universe is reality. Yeah. But we've, in science, for whatever reason, reduced universe to being this little bubble. And then the multiverse is where it's inside of. But the multiverse is just in its own dip of many multiverses. Mm-hmm. And then that bigger thing is in its own dip. So reality is however much of that there is. Okay, so the robot's going to go get... The robot is going to find where an event is going to happen that enough matter is going to be suddenly spit out. Then it's going to find the precise second. Keep in mind that milliseconds, fractions and fractions, point zero 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 of seconds in. Mm-hmm. Most of the universe came out. It happens that quick. So the robot is going to calculate so precisely, it'll be able to catch it at a volleyball size. And it's going to build a time machine to pause that expansion of matter at that size. Then it's going to fling it into the black hole and break it just as it's the perfect distance for them a to time collide machine, into each other. Because he has to stop its... T- time he has to stop time with the universe like, if we consider space and time to be independent of the universe and the universe is just responding to space and time yes the universe exists within space and time mm-hmm. unless space and time a different space and time are created he would just need whatever the robot needs to do it's going to contain a freaking white hole <laughs> throw it out a freaking black hole i see your point though because if it's going to create a whole universe time and space are being made in that too yeah. I get what you mean. So it would be, I guess that's essentially tossing another time and space at the black hole. 
That's interesting. Instead of doing what we thought what was going to happen here, and both of them collide into each other, we are catching a different time and space within our time and space because it's just another bubble. We're using our physics before this thing gets too far to control it and hold it. Because within that, it has its own time and space. Mm-hmm. But it's within our bubble right now. Before it's so big, it's its own bubble affecting its own things. So I think we could catch it. But it wouldn't merge with the black hole. I think the white hole would still just go through it. Oh. It would fall in like the rest of it. Then just... Expand on the other side with those universes. But then what? Then the robots shouldn't be they're doing that. They're not going to do that. No. So they're going to use some... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> then it just kills itself. It's going to destroy the universe. That's the only way. Yeah. But then it's going to try to, it's going to be like, I can't destroy the universe because I'm within it. I have to first exit the universe to destroy it, and then I got to destroy the multiverse. He's, that's, yeah, so that's his mission. It's going to be exit, then destroy. Exit, then destroy. Yeah, and he'll find, he'll always find a higher level to exit. Yes, and he'll always get there too. Yeah. Because destroy computing. And within the laws of that universe, it'll also adapt that technology and get better at doing it. So for Infit, maybe it's already happening. Maybe it's on its way here. Does that make sense? It would have to, right? That makes total sense. No, I don't know. <laughs> Let's not do that. What did we do for it to do that? Oh, it just had consciousness? I don't remember. It's just yeah. a regular... All it has to do is become... Yeah, it's a super calculated computer. Oh, okay. Just don't give us that, I guess, and we'll all be safe. We can't tell it to protect us. Oh, I guess that's the key. Yeah. Protect the planet. Don't ever say that. Protect the un. I guess protect the planet makes sense. Protect your owner. That's a good command to give it. But we can't be like, Protect- do what's best for the collective. Hmm. How do we just don't... Because it'll only go on this quest to destroy things if it determines everything is sentient. That's really what's going on. If it determines everything has a level of sentience based on the ima- amount of information it has. Yeah. So if out of our tests, we end up with the robot's do feel, if on the first test, if on the very first test, mm-hmm. the robots do behave different, they develop yes. different minds. That answers all the other questions all the way up. Okay. Because that's the same response done in robot that we got for this other one where we cloned the brain. In the third it's the test? same exact response that we should be expecting here, and yeah. we did get. Here we're questioning, why the fuck is there different behavior? Because there has to be. But then what does it mean if the brain is functioning without... Mm-hmm. The original mind, unless it cloned the mind, but that can't be the case because we know it's not a product of the brain. So with the robots behaving different, we still have that question to answer still here too. But now we can't ever tell a non-sentient computer to do what's best because it will destroy everything if everything can have sentience. If it's a non-sentient I mean, it would also computer? be sentient itself to some degree. Oh, right? yeah. So, I don't know. I guess that moment would never come. Hmm. Or if random things are alive and some things aren't, it would just go on a quest. Or maybe it'll just kill itself. If you say, protect this, and then its only conclusion is to kill us, but then it's like, but I still have to protect them, so I have to kill me, because I'm the only one that's gonna kill them. Fair enough. It's like I have to protect them, and I'll destroy... Well, no, because it wouldn't have to destroy itself. If it knew that that was the only thing that was going to endanger everything else? If you said protect 
all of the human race, yes. Yeah. It would destroy itself. Because it would be like the only conclusion to protect them would be to destroy everything else, but that means I put them in harm, thus I must destroy myself. Hmm. So that's the only thing. We have to tell a computer to protect all of humanity. But on the flip side, that could mean it'll go into space and murder a bunch of shit out there. That would be pretty cool, because we gotta go, I don't know, put a couple, like Because it would kill things that are threats, right? Yeah. I mean, man, that would suck. We'll know if things are alive, at least. We'll know there's aliens, I guess. Yeah, they'll all be murdered. Yeah, I know. That's the worst part. I mean, maybe we need to put an off button on it. Just give it some kind of task like that, and turn it off right when it sees the aliens or whatever. Man. Okay, there's gotta be an easier way. Right? How do we do this? We literally pulled the experiments out of the air. We can we can do this. Mm-hmm. How do we make an AI that doesn't go and murder everybody, but protects humanity? We need to give it orders that doesn't murder all intelligent life. That's a crazy-ass problem, because intelligent life is random. Yep. Mm-hmm. If it can feel, it can be irrational. Maybe it has to protect... I don't know. Hmm. There should be a way to word it that would make sense. The problem is our brains are too tiny. It's going to somehow process beyond that and conclude the same shit no matter what. What if we tell it to protect everything without murdering anything? Like, it's not allowed to murder. Remember Rick and Morty's car? The, 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 yeah, like her. Yeah, she said that and then what did it do? She did some really scary stuff. The robot resulted in men's psychological torture. Yeah. Is that not better? No, I guess not. <laughs> no, man. Like, we have to do but it then she without made, harming. She made peace with the spiders. Yes. Human spiders. Had Desperation peace. led it there, right? Yeah. But she wasn't the one controlling the car. We're not going to make peace with the freaking... And she, the road, the car was never fixed. The car was still the car. So the robots would still be out there doing everything, even if we somehow aligned ourselves with the spider people that the fucking robot wants to go kill. Yeah. Hmm. But we gotta fix the robot. Fuck the spider people. The ro- if we if it doesn't kill the spider people, to go kill somebody else. Well, we tell it to. So harm. It just nothing. has. Yeah. Protect, but never harm anything. Then it can't protect. Or maybe it can. Maybe we'll just find clever ways so that nothing suffers. Nothing takes. Or just it's supp- it could let us know when something is harmful happening. Like it doesn't have to stop it or anything. It could just warn us of whatever. warn us. Yeah. So then it can go exploring for aliens or whatever, but it won't do anything to the aliens, right? Because we can't tell it protect but don't harm. Because maybe this robot then designs a machine to <laughs> fling entire planets with intelligent life into space regions that would never reach us and we would never reach. Oh, no. So they're perfectly alive, and they land in a nice Goldilocks spot and everything, and then we never come in contact with them again. We never ever even know they exist. Separating all life from each other would be, or all life from us, mm-hmm. protect us and harm nothing, would just fling everything so far away it could never come to us. That's not good no we're never gonna get aliens or not get them yes we're gonna get them that's that was mad human of you we're <laughs> never gonna i want my pet alien yes no mad i don't intelligent we just put it in a cage because it was too kind of we'll discover how to make pokeballs 
That's what we'll have the robot do. The robot will understand our the robot. The the aliens the will understand our minds oh. no matter what. Mm. They'll be psychic by the time they get here. That'd be crazy. I doubt it. Based on what we're yo, we're on track, dude. We're on track. Star Trek's gonna happen. It might happen that fucking way. Think about it. Think of what's coming together all at the same time. Yeah. Wow. Once that computer is turned on and it's working and stuff, they'll come for us, maybe. Explosion. Oh, say hi. Explosion. Why explosion? No, not literal explosion. Oh. Scientific explosion. Yes. You're talking about the Romulans? No. The... I always forget their fucking name. Something with a V. The Vulcans. Oh, that was a guess. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the Vulcans are, uh, they pop up. Our version, our real version of them pop up and they're like, all right, look. They look horrifying and we don't understand anything they're saying. No, they'll have, they'll be intelligent enough to have translators. That's the only reason they came down. They're probably monitoring us. That's why they came down in the first place. Mm. They've already known. They look like giant flies. Yeah, they come. (laughs) That'd be crazy. What do we do? We gotta eat it. We gotta suck it up. Like, there's nothing we can do. So giant flies show up. It's gonna be horrifying at first, but they'll explain it to us in a reasonable way. We're gonna be too freaked out to pay attention. I guess they have to have the technology to hide their true forms. That could be one. The second one could be that, one, they go to people they've already picked, selected, that can handle it first. And then that would know how to convey it to other people. They would have plotted all this already. Then they pop up. Mm-hmm. They're like, look, I look like this right now. One day, maybe I'll show you how I look later. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm going to be blown away based on what I understand. <laughs> but uh, you guys can't go out there. Uh, it's kind of a mess, and uh, you get destroyed. Quick. Like, quick, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. We get it. And then we'll tell you when you're ready. And then, or maybe they'll just tell us you eat, or you can never go that way. That we can never escape our planet. Yeah, like, even if you make the technology... We're warning you, don't. Yeah, like they're threatening us? Yeah, well maybe, or maybe they're really just warning us from the dangers of that. Like there are things out there that could easily... Yeah, there's things you can't even imagine. So they're kind of protecting us in a way? That could be it. Um, or they're threatening us, I don't know. It could, it could be. be. But if they're uh, trying to protect us, they can force us. They could force us? Yeah, they have the technology. Hmm. They can fucking traverse space. They can probably force us. Yeah. Hmm. Then yeah. never mind. That won't happen then. Yeah. Man. We're totally gonna get their quantum computing. Yeah, it's here. Says that article that lied to us. Look. Oh my god. Blue. The quantum computer is gonna use the information provided by the gravitational waves. Oh my god, I didn't even consider that. It's over. For who? For not nobody. It's just like it's there's no point to anything. A quantum computer using the data provided from the gravitational waves is going to so drastically affect our understanding of reality. Anyways, so it's been real fun talking to you about a lot of heavy, heavy, weird cross between physics and metaphysics christina word weird yes it was fun weird yeah it was very weird uh so yeah this has been a just conversation take nothing personal go visit us on great thoughts.info be horrified of the future be horrified of the future for sure 
Uh, check us out on Twitter at the Grey Thought. And the Mad Average Gamer. Yes. And, uh, uh. I don't know. Talk to us. Go review this on iTunes if you want. Yeah. Maybe. Give us reviews. Go look at our awesome reviews. Yeah, we have amazing. two dope reviews. One I did myself, and it's beautiful. But the most important one is the second one, which you'll realize quickly doesn't really make sense. But that's all right because it's confusing, and we love that. That's great. Yes, it's the greatest comment ever. You guys should go appreciate that comment. Mm-hmm. Word. Anywho, this has been really nice to you, Christina. That's been nice. Yeah, yeah. This has been the Just Conversation Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Nothing personal. Adios! Should I ever tell them who I am? Like, I feel like most of the time I don't even bring it up. I just talk. I don't, like, I don't introduce shit. It's just converse. Like, I'm not, I'm so serious about that name. It's just, con- it's not even, it's not even introductions. Maybe mind. you're just conversation. So you're introducing what? yourself. Whoa. No, no. You Welcome to inter- me. Welcome yeah. to Just Conversation. Yep. Or you could just introduce yourself as whoever.